The following episode has sexual themes and mildly explicit language. The content was made for a mature audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Hi everyone, welcome to Saris on Screen. I'm Usha. And I'm Rika. And normally we talk about politics, patriarchy, and pop culture. But today we're doing something a little different. Hello everyone, welcome back and Happy New Year. I hope you've all had great holidays and I hope you've tried to stay safe even though things have been getting pretty chaotic with Omicron everywhere. Yeah, no, like it's been such a mess. But yeah, as you can see that this is like a little shorter than our usual episodes and it's sort of a bonus episode before we get on with like the rest of our season. Yeah, and we thought we would take this as a great opportunity to come on and sort of introduce ourselves in more depth and talk about our podcasting process and where we're headed with this and maybe just talk about life in general. Yeah, no, it felt like at this point in the podcast, it was time to like properly like introduce ourselves, you know, if you're especially if you're not on our socials and everything, like I think that this is a good opportunity to kind of do that. Um, and so, yeah, we took some questions on our social media and, you know, at Sari's on screen everywhere, always be plugging. But um, <laughs> here are some of the questions we were asked and some that were kind of implicit, like in there. <laughs> um, but yeah, the big elephant in the room. Where have we been? It's been months. Like, I think it's been almost two, two months. months. Yeah, it's yeah. been two months. Where have we been? Um, first of all. We, um, Reka came to visit me, which is great. We saw each other after three and a half years. And two and a half years. Uh, two and a half years. Okay. <laughs> it's been, a, it's been a long time. This it's pandemic. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, we, you know, we were very privileged to like been able to escape sort of the COVID like, you know, whole thing like for almost like two years. But then it like finally got us like this um <laughs> this winter. Visit. Yeah. yeah it, this we just so we thought we were like, you know, we went to college together, <laughs> we we're gonna go get COVID together. Um <laughs> but yeah, no, like it was um it like it was we rough. really it was rough. It was. And we like quarantined like half the time that she was here. Um and so that was like a whole thing. And we were initially planning to come back on December and then like we were like okay let's start recording and then we literally couldn't open our throats um (laughs) but yeah yeah. no like it's been really horrific like how quickly this has been like just like growing and spreading and yeah yeah yeah. I think like like, everywhere the cases are rising so much yeah I mean yeah it's it's hard to know the government sort of like like has position. given up the guidelines are so bad this time like it's just so like oh yeah well, get back to work if you're vaccinated like it's like yeah. yeah like i hope you're all staying safe out there like because it's it seems like it's getting really hard to like do that you know and yeah no and i think that you know other than that which was like about two weeks you know there's still a whole month to a whole month to explain like why we weren't here <laughs> Yeah, I think we've just been like having a lot of like, I personally just started grad school in the last few months. And Mm -hmm. it's been a big adjustment to like, stop working, move a country and come to grad school. So yeah, I think the podcast has been like, obviously a priority for both of us. But I think like, even Usha, you found a new job. So yeah, no, it's been like, you know, I think that we both really love doing this and it's been like like I don't know like sometimes life just kind of like overwhelms you and this has been like one of those like times like I think especially because you did like a whole like cross-continental move this year and I think all of like sort of the changes in our lives like we're just starting to like catch up with us and like and I think it like just kind of Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, but, it just went a little crazy yeah. the last couple and, like, of months. And like I think that yeah. as we get do this longer and longer, like we learn how to do it better hopefully. Absolutely. And I think like you know we've missed, you know, like it's been a struggle before too, but like it's been in it it's been exciting to come back every time knowing like a bit more on how to like manage it like better. Yeah. And like with this return, we really want to like sort of, you know, 
go to the finish line on this season. Yeah, finish yeah. the season strong. And like, you know, we have like five more episodes planned for this season mm-hmm. or six more episodes. And we really want to like bring this like vision, I think, to life as yeah. we like move forward the next yeah, few months. No. Yeah. And like, I think like it'll definitely be exciting. I think we're coming in with like a bit more growth and more time management skills. So like, you know, excited. <laughs> yeah. I hope you all like stick with us as we like, you know, get through this. It's been such a yeah. learning process. Yeah. And a lot of like uh, confronting things we don't want to think about very mm. often. And I think that's why like we've also struggled with our like upcoming episode, but I think we finally kind of getting there yeah but yeah like that's the general sort of like you know background on like where we've been and like what we've been doing but I think it's also like you know like you know we wanted to not just come here and and, like make excuses and everything but like you know I think we also did like you know want to like answer some of the questions we get like all the time and one of them is like who are we (laughs) like who are you why are you talking about my favorite movie stop that (laughs) and it's like so yeah like we do use pseudonyms you know if you might have noticed we don't have our like pictures up and whatnot we you know for the content that we hope to like work on like and like with the honesty that we hope to like tackle it putting our faces to like our work or putting our real names is very like it gets a little like scary because you don't especially in this age of like doxing and like online harassment and everything like yeah we just didn't want to take that risk risk yeah and like maybe like in time we might feel like a little more courageous to like come out forward with that but I think like as two queer people like it's been very like sort of it's been a little like scary and I and and, you know like props to like everyone who like obviously talks about more important things and are like able to be out there but it's been a little like uh, like you know well we're getting there (laughs) like you know we're we're getting this is like part of the process Yeah. yeah But yeah, like me, like I go by Usha and I am, we're both 26 this year, I think, Twen- turning 27, t- 27, 27 this year. Um, we, oh. um, I work as a research associate at a nonprofit with my new job, um, <laughs> not starting yet, but almost there. Um, and Rika is currently in grad school. Um, so yeah, I, like I mentioned, I started grad school this year. Before that, I used to be, um, I used to work in the nonprofit sector in India. And that was um, an educational experience in more ways than one, obviously. And I think I'm just like trying to keep learning in school now and like keep engaging with that kind of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think like, you know, it's been interesting because like, you know, another question that like often comes up is like, how do we meet? Like, is this just a collaboration <laughs> for like, you know, the work that you do? Are you work friends? Are you like high school friends, pre-K friends? Not like it's like we've met in college. college. We're yeah. college friends. We're college yeah. friends, you know, but it's been a decade. We're getting old. It's almost a decade. Um, yeah, it's been a decade since we went to college. college. So, yeah, no, yeah. we're getting a little old here. But um, <laughs> when we met, um, it was really funny because like, I was trying to study computer science and <laughs> like I remember um, the very first interaction that we had was when Rika like reached out to me and she's like, hey, um or no I reached out to you I was like oh yeah are you in calculus and then she's like oh I am a IR major and like international relations major I'm not doing calc and my immediate (laughs) and my immediate South Asian judgy like hashtag not like other girls brain was just like oh you're just a dumb person you're not doing computer science or calc your first semester in college but you know jokes on like you know me because I ended up doing economics later because I could not do computer science my brain was not there but um I all we also never escaped doing calc Rekha couldn't escape doing calc and I couldn't escape doing <laughs> yeah work, no I couldn't it. we yeah. both ended up being econ majors yeah. too and yeah like, yeah <laughs> and so we both ended up doing like an econ major which you know and it's and we're we were both you know I finished an econ grad degree uh, Rekha's in an econ grad degree we ended up converging on econ and we've been sort of converged there like 
for a while. For just a while. In ter- for in terms of just like professionally, but like other than that, we became friends pretty much like immediately at orientation. Like this, like, oh yeah, judging <laughs> us, like- but you like gossip girl. Okay, that's it. <laughs> Done. Yeah, pretty um, much. It took us like we were pretty instant friends, and it was yeah. funny because like. It we were also very bitchy people. Like I think we that was were, just like, I think the we were main, like, like thing. Um, but yeah, we, no. We, yeah, we became friends because we were judging the same person. Yeah, we were just time. bitch. We had a frenemy for our freshman year, and like a mutual <laughs> frenemy. And we just kind of were like, we became best friends because we were shit talking them. And you know, <laughs> as as great friendships blossom, as all great <laughs> friendships blossom through like you know mutual hatred of something. Um, I think Pretty we hated much. just everything. <laughs> like we mostly spend most of our time bonding over how we hate this TV show, how we hate that, how we hate this, and like I mean, it was pretty much this podcast in some way or other. But you know, we tried to make it slightly more like elevated bitching now, but um, and more like less problematic bitching. Yeah, like, no, we yeah, a lot of growth. And a lot, a lot of growth. Luckily, thank God. Um, but yeah, we've been friends for almost eight years this year over eight years this yeah, year, yeah over eight years this year so it's been a while and um other than that i think even from the beginning one of our earliest bonding moments was you know as i was saying because of media like i think that we started talking about gossip girl and that was like you know that was really big like the year that we started college which is 2013 because gossip girl i think was just, just the finishing pre- just finishing yeah. the previous year and so it was just like wow like you know and what was interesting, what's funny though, is like we watched Gossip Girl pretty much every two years since like we've met. And <laughs> our growth has can be documented via like our opinions on like Gossip Girl. Like it just has been constantly changing from like Chuck and Blair forever to like, you know, growing up enough to be like, hmm, maybe Chuck and Blair not forever. Maybe Blair and Dan might have been a good pick briefly you know hot takes gossip girl hot takes Blair and Serena should have just played at being single Mm, in Paris for the rest of their life yeah no they (laughs) they should have done something that didn't involve Chuck Bass like Chuck Bass very problematic and how they just like kind of glossed over the first episode where he was like Um, yeah he was always creepy yeah but yeah, no, I think that it's always been very interesting um sort of reflecting on like our friendship. It's been like such a long time and we've grown so much and we were just like kids when we met and we're just like slightly kids older with a kids. bit more responsibilities. <laughs> yeah, um, slightly older kids now still like trying to figure our way out through life like all yeah, the Yeah, and like us. I think politically what's been like I mean like what I've appreciated though is that the one way that we were able to stay friends was because our political growth has moved in this in a similar direction. over the years you know other than like coming out and like you know just dealing with that like i think just beyond individual politics just like looking at the world and you know looking at like issues you know around it like you know whether it's like you know within america and like looking at like in the context of like you know um anti-blackness in our communities and just in our perspectives like overall Mm. and then going from that to recognizing our class and caste privileges in like south asia like mm-hmm. i think those like you know like it it's a it's a step up from the basic base feminism you know like package that you get yeah i think we've like definitely tried to make our feminism inclusive over the years and that's mm-hmm. definitely a reason i think that i've you've helped me grow in like being more inclusive yeah, and in like my feminism vice versa and, like you know i think we both know. accrued such you know different experiences like throughout after college and mm-hmm. i think that that's allowed us to like teach each other and also like grow from like you know what you know what we're seeing and what we're learning from each other and like from the world and mm. you know being talking talking to someone throughout this time has been like a good like you know checks and balances process through <laughs> like you know like you know oh yeah i'm consuming you know they're consuming so much media so many ideas you want to get a filter on like you know like oh is this good you know should you know like and like i think it's interesting to ha- have someone with like that kind of critical thought who can help you like through that like process um <laughs> But yeah, Definitely. no, growing uh, politically, we've gotten to move a 
further, you know, left, left. Than, than we started out in college, you know. And yeah. that's been an interesting process. And I think just even in terms of the media we consume, we've seen like a great like shift on that too. And like, you know, this is a good sort of segue to the next part, like next questions that we often get a lot, which is like, what do you like? What do you dislike? You t- should talk everything. What do you even like? Um, but yeah, like here, sort of, you know, like we like a lot of bad media. Like absolutely, like you know, like yeah, bad I mean, we've media. all had our like rom com phases, mm-hmm. or like I mean, I still think that like whatever, what do you call it? Legally Blonde was an empowering like movie mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Like why not? Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, there's like there's like bad movies. Obviously, like, bad movies can be fun. Like the baseline goal of media isn't like I mean, it's great if the if media can educate, but the the baseline goal for media is to like entertain. And so yeah, like we like a lot of movies that are trash. Like you know, over here we'll come on and like pick you know feminist f- great movies and you know great directors and then we'll shit on them and then you know secretly we're watching like i don't know pretty little liars i've never seen it. i'm just giving an example. no offense to like either. pretty little liars <laughs> I, it could be like a bastion of like feminist f- like whatever i don't f- know but um i ask you like Rika, like what is like a movie or tv show that you like now sure um so i guess like a favorite tv show maybe not like a specific tv show but like usha has been introducing me to k-dramas and i've been really like loving like watching those i think they're like a very fun very i mean they are feminine gays and i guess like and that's really fun and how women-centric like all the shows are Mm -hmm. so that's been like really interesting i guess favorite movie Something I really loved recently was Midsommar because I just thought it was like really beautifully done. Mm-hmm. And there was like a very interesting, like, um, it was a very interesting thing. I would recommend it. It's a trippy ass movie and it's really fun to watch. So, but yeah, I mean, in terms of stuff I've like before, I think K dramas are like a very, actually kind of show me the growth I've had because mm-hmm. I used to like consume very, like, you know, I I mean, this the mainstream media has been so problematic. Whether it's like Desi media or like even Western, Western yeah, yeah, media, which is like still really problematic. I think yeah. it took me until like I was twenty years old to like start wondering, hey, why aren't there any black people in these TV shows, or like mm-hmm. why aren't there any brown people in these TV shows? But yeah, I mean, I think I used to just like dumb shit before. I mean, I've also had the phase. I think we've all had that phase where you pretend to like really artsy things. I think mm-hmm. when I watched like Nymphomaniac by like Lars von Trier, I was like, I never liked it, but I was definitely amazed by it, even mm-hmm. when I watched it. And I've just grown to like be really icked out by it. I never could watch it like again. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because of how, like, intensely male gaze it was, so, yeah. yeah. No, but, yeah, no, I think that's interesting that you bring up, like, just, like, the sort of issues and, like, I've been thinking about, like, How I Met Your Mother lately a lot because of the <laughs> oh new, like, God. rendition of it that's coming out now. Right. And How I Met Your Mother was a show that I, like, watched and enjoyed. And I can't re-watch an episode, not even, like, for nostalgia's sake. And this isn't to, like, oh virtue signal. Like, it is objectively i think a horrible show and like i like rewatch scrubs like scrubs has really stood the test of time it's a pretty decent show like or if there mm. are like shitty moments like they are relatively like a lot less like the base premise is a lot less garbage and the characters seem like a lot nicer on scrubs and things oh, yeah. but yeah like i mean in terms of that growth like i think there was a lot of like I think as we reflect on it, like, the stuff that I enjoyed before was, like, you know, How I Met Your Mother or House or, like, Modern Family, family, something. And it was always very, like, I think, like, you know, to, like, sort of, like, People got away with a lot, like, in the People got away with a lot, but, like, I think, like, I think, like, I, like, reflecting back on just, like, my own personal, like, tastes. And how much of it was shaped by sort of the class dynamics of where I grew up. Because, like, it wasn't mm-hmm. cool for you to watch, like, you know, mainstream, South, Bollywood, mainstream or... Bollywood or South Asian media, like, at that time. Like, when I started becoming a teenager around, like, 
two thousand, like you know, eight, nine, ten ish range. Like、mm. that's when it started. It's like, oh yeah, like well, you speak English, then why are you watching Hindi media or Desi media or, or Desi media, like Bangladeshi media, like even? It's like,、mm. oh, why are you watching this? But When I was younger, I have really fond memories of like watching, like you know, sitting down and watching like Star Plus and watching like you know whatever soap is on or Chakalaka Boom Boom or like yeah, something like, like or even like Desi. Like if you're Bangladeshis who are listening, like I really like watching like the like you know Rangir、um, Manush and all these like natoks that were like really funny, like you know, because they were like family entertainment was accessible,、yeah. that was accessible was in our like languages. But then I remember. Very distinctly, that the last Bollywood movie that I watched for a long time was、um, was I Hate Love Stories. This is this movie with Imran Khan and Sonam Kapoor. I have a very distinct memory of like watching this movie as the last sort of Bollywood movie for that I was gonna watch for like a while. Like I think up till like. College where I would like ironically maybe watch like a Bollywood <laughs> movie here and there. I think I just like stopped, and it was. I think there was a very like there was a class element to it, which I think reflecting back is really sad because it's like you go to school and your friends are all talking about like what Hollywood movie you're watching or what like you know American TV show you're watching, and you're like, okay, I have you know two hundred taka to buy a DVD. I'm not gonna waste it on a movie that I can't talk to my like peers about. And you know, like the spaces we were in, like kind of ended up discouraging that too.、And、oh like, yeah, I think- definitely. I think like I didn't like. I mean, I watched Bollywood movies sometimes, but like it was always. I remember like such a suffering. I remember I went out with a group of friends. Um, when we were like thirteen or fourteen for someone's birthday, to watch like What's Your Rashi? It's like the dumbest, horrible, most movie ever. Like it was a pain to sit through, and I remember being so judgy at my friends for like enjoying it. But that was like a very like classist, you know, whatever thing. Yeah, no, it is very classist, and like all of it is rooted in classism. And I think that like breaking out of that. You know, like I'm. Mean, this is not like a woe be me story that oh I missed out on ten years of Bollywood. Like that's not like the sad part of it. I, <laughs> I mean, think like the sad part、much. of it is just like, I mean, the sad part of it is just like, you know, just having those biases stem from like really problematic things, and like I think that is sort of been like you know worth reflecting on. And as I sort of get back more into South Asian media broadly, like I feel like bad for having missed out on like you know. This experience because of these like、and、shitty like、evolution. cultural like yeah, yeah and the evolution and whatnot for like you know just it just feels bad for having missed out on it because of you know classism that you know we all act very blind to in South Asia. Oh yeah,、um, absolutely. I mean, I think like and there's no way to ignore the classism、mm-hmm. in South Asia. I think like、yeah. it's gonna be like yeah, and I think like you know yeah, and I think like you know like. My sort of growth on, like you know, to go back into the favorite movie TV show sort of thing. I personally am a TV show watcher more than movies, but I did um almost minor in like film in college. So like I did end up watching a lot of like those like sort of French New Wave like um you know Orson Welles and this and that you know like German expression. And those are like great movies. Yeah,、too. and they're great movies and like whatnot. And I felt you know like when you, I think when you're younger, you're you feel like Your personality needs to like sort of ref- needs to be curated like an Instagram feed,、mm-hmm. and you kind of really want to like show off those sort of like you know like oh yeah I watched a French New Wave movie like and you know it was like I mean like on one hand I appreciate those classes for like teaching me how to appreciate film like I've always been a fan of films I have one of my my fondest memories as a childhood is surrounds like film like my mom would take me to like film festivals like growing up and like it was just like you know any. Apparently in Bangladesh, if you're in Bangladesh, like the Children's Film Festival is like an amazing opportunity to take your kids to or your little cousins. The tickets are free if you take a kid with you.、Um, but yeah,、That's、like、cool. you know, it's really cool, and like they bring international movies, and it's such a great opportunity to sort of like expose your children to like cinema and like like just a good art. And I think like you know. Growing up, like I watched a lot of good films. I was very lucky to be able to watch a lot of good films, but also like I think coming into it in an academic area, I like I think it finally 
got me to the point where I was just like, oh yeah, I don't want to watch garbage TV anymore just because it's like American. Yeah, I think Usha was like very educational for me too in terms of like, you know, the early years of like even figuring out. Because I mean, I liked watching TV and films always, but I never knew how to like think about it or talk about it mm-hmm. but I think her being a film minor helped both of us barely almost one credit <laughs> away from being a um, film minor but yeah um but yeah no like I think that it's been except but and, like I saw my transition from that because like right after I got out of college my first dive into like whatever like slightly better media was white feminist media so a lot of like Fleabag Mrs. Maisel, like Handmaid's Tale, briefly, which is bad. I mean, I still objectively think Fleabag is a good show. No, Fleabag is a good show. I'm just saying, like, you know, just like a lot of like white feminist narratives. Like, you know, like, and I think like going into that immediately. And I think like at that time, you also introduced me to The Maid in Heaven, which again, while like really great, is still like, you know, slightly upper class. Upper gas yeah. sort of class cast blind for the most part, you know, and like you know, I love or those class sh- aware in like a, can't do anything about yeah, it. Can't like, yeah, can't do anything about it, and yeah, I think like you know all of those shows, Made in Heaven, Fleabag, they're all great, great, great shows, and I really did need them to like grow out of them eventually. <laughs> like I love mm. them, I'll watch them, but again, like I felt like there's still something like missing. And that's when I sort of like around 2020-ish went down the K-drama pipeline, which I think there's like this feeling, I think when I was watching Fleabag and the lot and whatnot, is that, oh, feminist media needs to be critical. Feminist media needs to make a point. Feminist media Or needs like to- feminist media needs to scream from the rooftops that it's feminist, this you mean, know. Like- yeah. And like, I think there's this, and you know, like, I think there's also that still that insecurity of like, oh, I need to watch media that's like, elevated you know like mm. and i think like i you know i like i know a lot of people have a lot of hang-ups about entering into asian media in general and you know i personally didn't feel like i had a lot of those hang-ups like prior to it like i wasn't like oh yeah like fuck k-pop like whatever i'm not like those like <laughs> you know like there's a lot of like stigma around liking asian media Definitely. i think not right now but even till early to early late 2019 ish like there was a there was a stigma around like, oh yeah, are you a Cory Boo? Are you a Weeaboo? Like, as like yeah. you know, all that. But you know, I I used to watch anime before, and like, so this is like okay, like let me just you know, the pandemic was starting. I think early twenty twenty. I was like, okay, like fuck it, like let me watch a K drama. And I think that's when I really realized that like plot doesn't have to be like particularly feminist, or like you know, you can have a romance be the main goal of the story. And still mm-hmm. be feminist media because, like, it's media that is created for women and oftentimes by women. And, like, K dramas are such a great sort of like industry for that because, and this, you know, like, it also like allowed me to like sort of start thinking about the media that I grew up with or even Bollywood, where like, yeah, and how like sad it is that, like, mm-hmm. even in Bollywood, like, we've talked about this that even rom-coms like cater to the male audience mm-hmm. and not like yeah. women yeah right. and the thing is that k-dramas like you know like i think that's where i finally broke it broke out of that like big shell of it where i was like oh no like if it's a romance if the goal is to get a man how can it be feminist and it's like it can still be feminist like if it plays into women's desire or the feminine desire where like you know like it can be a feminist piece of media, even if the goal is to get a man, <laughs> like or like you know, and like yeah. and it, that was like a breakthrough point for me. I was just like, oh wait, shit! Like you can want to like you can want to watch a media that caters to that feeling and still be feminist media. Like that was like you know, <sighs> but, definitely. Oh. I think like romance, the romance genre, and definitely like mm-hmm. by itself has been telling me of like you know how my growth through mm-hmm. consuming it has changed because like I remember like when Bollywood used to like hold up like some creepy dude and still does half the time as like you know your ideal man to like looking at western rom-coms where like the women are still like very expendable and mm-hmm. very cookie cutter to like gay dramas where you see each and every one of these characters really get fleshed out and have their mm-hmm. own identities even yeah. if it's 
you know, chasing a guy. Like that's Yeah. Or or like sometimes like, you know, the guy is chasing you and like all that. <laughs> I mean it, it really caters to the female fantasy. Right. And I think one of the most amazing things, like just like in contrast to even Western like, you know, rom coms is like this has been like one of my favorite things. Like if you know, if not, you know, it's not like a girl bossy thing, but like I love the variety of like jobs that gay drama female leads have like <laughs> just the complete variety i was watching like run on a couple days ago and she's a subtitle translator for indie <laughs> film festivals and i'm like yeah like please give me some like variety of jobs for women that aren't like baker miscellaneous like corporate worker lawyer and like you know teacher like you know like just, yeah. like, just the women can have different jobs and, like oftentimes a lot of these women like will like be doing their jobs not just like you know barbie as an astronaut has a hel- helmet you know like um it's, it's good yeah. to see women being like humans you know i think that's my favorite part of like k-dramas but yeah Definitely. like on that note like my favorite k-drama is replay 1988 which i think it's one of my favorite pieces of media overall um yeah no like i lo- i like squid game i won the parasite pipeline you know like everyone else um and then i really love handmaiden if you haven't watched it that's amazing you should watch handmaiden um and i also you know if it comes to like um deshi movies you know we you know there's always like shot the dry which you know if anything is really great like pick anything and like just watch it but like you know on a less douchey note you can just watch a faroki movie like you know which i don't know like if that's a less douchey note it could also be a douchey note but like faroki is <laughs> pretty great i don't agree like i think he makes good art like i think that you know like i i mean misogyny is a whole separate conversation but i think he makes accessible art um but um yeah that's my favorite um but no sorry like i just want to mention like of my trash favorite movies that i like will rewatch over and over and over and over um my trash favorite tv show um is well not trash like i love it but like i love community and i love scott pilgrim those are my like basic bitch picks um (laughs) but yeah um my least favorite though um i think what i wanted to do is like pick my least favorite from the movies that we have discussed on this like podcast Mm -hmm. and i do think um margarita with the straw was really bad I think that Ranjana was really bad. I think that um, Raj Kahini was really bad. These are all oh, yeah. bad Those movies. three were like yeah. really objectively <laughs> Objectively, like, just, I... it was just hard to sit through. Like, I think they're just like, it was just really hard to sit through those movies. I just would not want to do that I mean, again. also like Mahabate was also pretty bad. Mahabate I think it was, was really like, bad. Yeah. It was really bad. It, it was even entertaining. Like, yeah, it was re- at least like entertaining. Yeah, um, I was like, I can still, like, I still sat through all of Kabi Kushi mm-hmm. and like still like enjoyed the drama or whatever. Yeah. But Mahabate was just like dumb as shit. Like, oh I just, I didn't have the energy for oh, it. It was really long too. But yeah, no, I mean, I think you know we've talked a little bit about like our media and like our lives and that like whole life story in there um but what else do we like you know other than movies econ like social justice (laughs) issues like what else do we like um i i like tiktok like (laughs) like tiktok has ruined my ability to like anything else but no uh my brain only works in like 30 second like intervals now but um i tried to knit briefly i don't know if i like it um i try to do digital art sometimes that's a thing but i don't i don't know i can't read anymore like i have that whole like gifted kid burnout thing where i just cannot read anything i read webtoons if anyone's a webtoon fan like drop me your like recommendations but I can't read anything other than like graphic novels right now. I'm trying to slowly get back into reading like non-academic articles. Um, but what about you, Reka? Like, um, what are your sort yeah? Of I think interests? I'm like there with reading too. I'm slowly trying to read again. Like mm-hmm. I was reading like um, I've been reading a lot of like school stuff, obviously. So it makes it like harder to want to read other things. Mm, outside, just yeah. But yeah. I did start 
rereading like a Delillo that we were supposed to read in college that I only skimmed <laughs> yeah. through in so, college. So like spark notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that I only um, so yeah, I was like thinking I'm yeah. trying to read again because Delillo is like easily consumable at the Relati- very Yeah, relatively. It's okay. <laughs> like, it's okay. Uh, yeah. But yeah, um, no, I mean I like books. I used to like traveling before the pandemic hit. Um but that's a thing. Um yeah, I'm just really trying right now to like start trying to be like a healthy adult who has their yeah. shit together. Yeah. I feel like I start trying every year and then give up. This and is the year. This <laughs> yeah. will be the year. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, always, always this will be the year. But um yeah. I think that's about it on like the personal note. I think like, you know, we really like put our f- you know, like selves <laughs> on there on that. But um but yeah, no, I think that one more thing that we often get asked and we kind of want to like go on briefly about is like, you know, just what are our gear, what's our workflow, like things like that. Um, yeah, and just like generally about, about the podcast. Um, and one question that we get is like, why do we want to start the podcast? You know, how did it start? What was the process? Like, um, no, I think we just realized that like, we spend hours watching movies and like TV shows and yeah. then like discussing the hell out of them. And like also like it became like an outlet, I think, of like expression for us. Like we wanted to do something creative that like we could like, you know, I think mm-hmm. we have a voice that maybe other people can relate to and we can like we can learn from them and they can learn from us. And podcasting seemed like the best sort of format for like yeah yeah no like i mean i like this podcast is very much a pandemic baby and (laughs) like i mean you know other than like the millions of other podcasts that started during the pandemic like you know it is a pandemic baby but i think there was a conception of it like a while ago and i remember it was right after the 2019 new year um Mm -hmm. when we started talking about it and like when we're like, oh yeah, we should do a podcast. We talk so much on Zoom because we're we've been in different geographical spaces since 2017. So it's like we talk yeah. a lot. Like we talk all the time. We watch so much TV. Um, how do we make money off of it? The millennial problem. Like you know, like <laughs> not, not like we weren't trying to make money off of it. I'm joking. Like we, we were just like you know, like how do we like make this a productive thing? You know. Yeah. Um, and we started thinking. We like where you know we have some we had some ideas. You know, which might be a future project. But like, um, other than that, I think like we were just like, oh, what if we do something about media? But there's like 50 other podcasts about media. How are we different? Um, it's like you know, there was always the, the, the entire process. The very first thing we did, I. Remember remember the very first four hour we sat down we're like let's listen to 20 other podcasts like just the first episode to figure out what's out there yeah that that seemed like the closest to like what we wanted to do and who we wanted to like who did we want to tell this story to and we're like oh we personally communicate with each other in english but then we're like oh but that limits our audience like immediately and, you know, in the future, we would love to have ventures that are in, like, Hindi or in Bangla specifically. But mm. initially, we were like, oh, like, just our, us tackling brown media and in English, like, I think that limits it to just a diaspora or, like, highly privileged people in our, like, countries for the mm. most part. And I think that recognizing that was, like, important, like, not being blind to it. Um, mm. And that, you know, like, these are conversations that we, we wanted to have conversations that, you know, would sort of, you know, help people progress, you know, as we unlearn things. I think mm. we wanted to sort of share that process with, you know, audiences who, you know, could also benefit from some of that unlearning, you know? Yeah, and I think we're all, like, victims of, like, you know, problematic and, like, really hurtful ideas that, like, our cultures and society sort of very casually perpetuate. And I think it's been, like, a... It's been a challenge for us as individuals, and I'm sure there are other people who struggle mm-hmm. with, you know, finding, like, a medium ground between their yeah. identities as people and, like, in their cultural setups and everything. And we just mm-hmm. figured maybe talking about how our media, like, mm-hmm. is, like... Like, that our media would be, like, a good medium to talk about these issues is what yeah. I thought. And the thing is that, you know, 
we're not like we're not like really old unless you know you count in like tiktok years or something but like we're <laughs> you know like we've at least we've been lucky to have five six years of growth and hopefully many many more over time but like we've been <laughs> yeah. lucky to have five six years of growth and you know like we are constantly studying for this podcast like we are constantly studying and every time we like learn something new like you know it just it helps push us forward but you know it's it's great that we can like you know sort of summarize some of that use accessible media to like you know help talk about it so that it's you know available for others in a much yeah, easier it's way like normalized to yeah, like it's normalized. think about these things and, you know yeah and the fact that like you know it'd be nice to have it all in one place like we wish it was all in one place and like you know sort of like have that available for someone if they were to like find it like that is that was sort of the goal i don't know how much we've accomplished it but like yeah like when we started we prepped our entire episode lineup <laughs> like yeah i think we, we were yeah. really clear about what we wanted yeah. to say i yeah. think we just like i think what we've struggled with is like how and yeah. when we want to say yeah. it but like the i think yeah. yeah we had our whole season mapped out and it, i think we had like for the first five or six episodes we had movie lists mapped yeah. out too i think yeah no we yeah. were we knew what we wanted this to be and i think like you know we put some of our like sort of academia skills to use where we were like oh yeah this is the hypothesis for the season this is what each episode will help like accomplish for the hypotheses but yeah like our main goal was to be like hey you know like how women have it hard well some people have it harder it's not a very like deep like like hypothesis here but i think that oftentimes it's easier to understand it when you have like media and like other things to sort of explain like you know how you know the different intersections of identity can sometimes really really affect how you experience things like queerness yeah. or sexuality yeah. or just anything else like all of this can be so different based on like just like where you are in life and yeah and of yeah. course we've been very privileged that we mm -hmm. can like we have access to these ideas and i think feminism is something that's really close to like both of our hearts mm -hmm. but i think we've had to really you know learn how to be intersectional and become mm -hmm. aware of our own privileges yeah. and like really kind of you know yeah. call ourselves out on our yeah. biases when i think and that this yeah. podcast has helped us like yeah no do like, that in so many ways i think mm -hmm. i know? think one of the sort of memory like early memories that i remember is watching parched and we talked a little about it on the episode but when we watched parched we, by loved, Lina Yada, it. we loved it we were like oh my we god this is perfect what a beautiful yeah. movie look at these three women in villages who they're, are, so they're being friends they're so empowered blah 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 but like it was a very like sort of white feministy moment like you know not white but like it was a very like you know like shallow upper feminist class. upper class upper gas type of like feminist like moment for us and like the thing is that um it was you know it was bad. i think we had to read about it critically rethink about it before we could like even talk about it for mm -hmm. the episode because we really wanted to like limit our own bias as mm -hmm. we talked about it but yeah i think yeah I mean, even other things, like, when I watched, like, the first few episodes of, like, four more shots, I mean, I it was easier to become aware of the class blindness, but, like, it's very obvious there, but it was just, like, yeah, I still, like, could relate to it, you know, mm -hmm. like, it wasn't, like, bad. Yeah, no, and I think, like, those have been, like, big moments, like, you know, for for us to be learning and also just, you know, share some of that with our audiences too and i think that was the goal of the podcast from the get-go like i think that it, we wanted it to be a sort of exercise in learning for us like throughout mm -hmm. it. and this isn't us like patting ourselves on the back for just like knowing how marginalizations work but Obviously, like no like, but i think like, it's just like just to acknowledge that we used to think that we understood things but now we're like kind of trying yeah, to understand we're just like, that we, we don't, don't understand yeah like we things. are really bad too and i think <laughs> yeah. that was sort of the recognition here and yeah no i think that you know what our future goals for the podcast would definitely be like once we have it in like a shape where like you know it's in a space where like you know we can invite 
people. Like, I think that, you know, I want to, like, you know, I really want to be able to invite, like, you know, disability rights activists, like, you know, people from marginalized caste background, people from, like, marginalized, like, um, like, gender communities and i think it would be a lot more important for us to like highlight and platform those view views and, and amplify rather than, them yes, and amplify yeah. them rather than just like sort of yapping on about like oh yeah like i learned so much through this um yeah i think but, that's been one of our goals we definitely mm-hmm. want to have like our whole season and then like start preparing to mm-hmm. like you know maybe take on some interviews or like yeah some different sort of things but yeah it's been like a really exciting journey mm-hmm. i think yeah, we've it, it, learned yeah. everything of, like we've learned like every month we've worked mm-hmm. at this and yeah enjoyed it yeah yeah no and i think that like you know um that's sort of been the goal with the podcast and like what we like want and want to do with it you know in the future yeah and i think that even though we had like our season planned out there are so many scheduling and process things that we didn't account for because we just Mm -hmm. didn't know and I think we were like we mentioned we were going through some major life changes Mm -hmm. over the last year too and yeah yeah, I think we were very over ambitious and we're slowly trying to be more realistic in our like planning and Mm -hmm. like how much time we can like devote with our other like responsibilities right yeah and I think like you know like um in terms of like answering some of the more like technical questions um our investment initially it was the podcast is an investment like we're not gonna like underplay that the podcast is an investment and you know you don't have to invest that much to like you know we didn't invest like a lot but it was still a significant enough investment that you know it did like it is noticeable like it felt noticeable at least we're pretty broke college students we were pretty broke college students at the time or like didn't have a job and like like it was it felt noticeable because we had to we wanted to buy like decent enough mic and we're trying to learn editing as we go like sound editing but we got a mic which was like 50 dollars per person um we got yeah um, i think if you're in south asia a, qual- a mic of this quality i bought mine in india and it was almost like 120 dollars so like yeah i think like if you're in the US it might be slightly cheaper. Cheaper, but, yeah. Yeah. Um there's alternatives to this. Obviously there are other mics, but we decided to pick the Samsung um Q Q two. Q two, yeah. The yeah. Q two mic. Um then we also um we also have a subscription to Adobe's Creative Suite so that we can um do sound editing, just you know, use the other graphic stuff. Sometimes we have a we thought we weren't gonna use Canva, but then we realized we were pretty much exclusively using Canva <laughs> for our like graphics. Occasionally Adobe Spark every now and then. But mm. um, it's been exciting learning Canva. Though. Like, I, like you know, like you can kind of just like pretend like you're a graphic designer when you're not. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's fun. Uh, we sure. also have a subscription to Buzzsprout where we're hosted. Um, but yeah, like I think those are our subscriptions. Buzzsprout is, I think, our monthly costs are about forty dollars a month. I think with all the subscriptions, mm-hmm. Adobe being the most expensive, and we have a student discount on that. But um. Yeah. Adobe being the most and the oh and Squarespace we really wanted a website for a thing and I think we do want to expand on our website and create more like sort of like article based content for the website eventually so yeah. we did invest on the website and the domain name so that was you know for Squarespace about a hundred dollars so yeah overall approximately about yeah I mean it's not like entirely cheap like a year yeah yeah, yeah like i it's mean all, like, it would be harder to do it if it was bulk one thousand dollars but it was been slightly easier to break it up into like 30 40 dollars a month yeah like yeah. yeah um but yeah it is definitely a cost you know <laughs> um and, yeah, it would no, be, it and like you know the thing is that when we took on the cost like our goal was never like monetization or like oh yeah like we need to profit off of this venture like that was never the goal we really just wanted to have sort of like a treasure chest of like sort of you know our ideas yeah or like like just our ideas and you know sort of like you know brain vomiting (laughs) into like this one box of this time period it felt very time capsule of our like sort of like ideas of the moment and yeah and then we just wanted to kind of you know 
like nostalgically have it also just you know feel you know i don't know we liked we liked doing having a creative outlet and it was mostly just like oh yeah if i was gonna buy 40 dollars of like you know like snacks or i can invest in like a creative outlet that's like fun um so yeah like, i mean even when you do painting you have to like buy supplies so yeah, like we like, just like, decided we just, to yeah, do we just this decided kind of like this and it's like you know like that was the like you know like and again like it is a privilege to be able to spend this much on the sort of hobby and like, you but, don't have to like honestly and like you we, don't have to there's like Buzzsprout has like uh, a free version we use Zencaster for like um recording and like whatnot um so like Zencaster is free Buzzsprout is free Canva you don't really need a premium version there's so much of Canva that's available for like you know free yeah um the adobe suite if you don't want to do like um uh, auditions you can always use um audacity and like you know so like there's um, always like free alternatives available so like you know and we honestly really really need like much better content out here so like you know if you're someone who's thinking about it and if you like have some questions on setting up or even like prepping graphics and stuff like Hit We're us like, up. Yeah, yeah. Hit us up. Can... Like we would love to like help. You know, whatever minor skills we have, we are ready happy to like to pass <laughs> happy them to on. It, it pass them on. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like it's been, you know, like it has been, you know, like the podcasting has been really fulfilling. I think the last year it has been nice to have that experience. And, Absolutely, but at the same time, there it's a lot, and you know, yeah, like one it's of been the a lot too. I think we have been like one of the things we've struggled with is like our time. I management. think we're both time management and time management particularly because I think we both want like whatever we put out like and to, to be. be really well yeah. done. And yeah, like I want just, to be like personally pleased with it. I think like you know I do have the bad habit with like micromanaging occasionally, and like I'm like I end up editing most of the stuff, and like I think my editorial eye can be a bit too like judgy of like like what's coming out, and it might still not be good. Like I like it might still not be good, but like I sometimes I feel like it holds me back. Like I think sometimes it's just like very much like oh yeah like that's not good enough re-record like you know let's do this again like like yeah like, i think we did have to re-record one of the episodes but mm-hmm. i think we were both personally i think happier that yeah, we did yeah. re-record because um that was one of our tougher like yeah. episodes i think you know tackle. like that's the thing that like we anticipated like we had a layout and a spreadsheet of like how much the financial cost of this was gonna be but i don't think we anticipate the time commitment for this and the time commitment and like the mental like energy that it sometimes mm-hmm. takes i think for both of us to like mm-hmm. because some of these issues are really personal they are mm-hmm. really distressing triggering. yeah They're, yeah and also like not knowing how to address them and like a sensitive we, way, yeah. Yeah, not being like the most sensitive about something as we and we wanna do our best obviously mm-hmm. to never like be offensive and just tackle things from the yeah. most like holistic lens possible. And I think we've just been learning how to do that and it's yeah. taken and like, like time. And yeah, no, and I think like if we wanna like put forward just like how our like timeline for work is like usually we'll try to have an episode up on friday of like you know like two episodes out every other friday and so what we'll do immediately after an episode is posted is that if it's a saucy deep dive we'll watch one episode one sorry one movie and if it's a theoretical episode we'll like try to do like a discussion where we sit down decide the movies what are the topics that we'll talk about and over the next three days we'll try to study like articles whatever like we'll both study separately like you know content for the episode but we'll also watch like about three movies for like the episode and once that's done we'll try to like sit down and script that can take from one to two two days like technically to like just get it all up there and our scripts are usually like i mean we don't like try to get every word like fixed on there but we try to usually get a general like proper map of like content up there and it's about like 15ish pages of like about like content on like in terms of scripting and that's like you know scripting yeah i think it's gone takes... up to about 15 20 pages yeah, sometimes and, and like, like uh, 
we've taken like more than a week to do some mm-hmm. scripts because yeah. we really struggled with them yeah too. yeah and like especially with this like i think this episode that's coming up on purity and rape culture it's been a particularly triggering drop it topic it's been like really hard to figure out how to get there i think that's where we first came into a halt with it because we were just like oh there's and the content is so dark very different like things for it i think this mm-hmm. time we didn't like watch mm-hmm. movies we watched documentaries which yeah. was even like harder to sort of yeah. come to terms with i think on a lot of levels. yeah no yeah. i think like it's been you know challenging to sort of get through some of these episodes like you know like almost most episodes there's like content that we want to do justice in like the limited time frame that we have and so like scripting is often like an eight hour process per script and then mm. like you know like breaking down the sort of the work that goes into it and then after the script is done we'll like usually pick another day to set sit down and record and once recording is done you know like one will like i'll usually like we'll also have to additionally while all of this is going on prep social media get all of that up like break up perhaps the blog ready yeah um and then sort of like at that point is where like you know it's just like oh yeah like you've done so much isn't it done it's like oh no then the editing starts and i still haven't learned how to like edit that efficiently yet so for me sometimes editing like an hour and a half or whatever amount of content is sometimes like an eight ten hour like process and hopefully i'll get better at it i would love to get better at it but it's been struggling if you have any like video recommendations please send them my way in terms of like learning yeah we both i really need to learn how to edit because Mm -hmm. we can't like yeah have Um, just one person doing it anymore it's not fair yeah Um, but but like but yeah yeah. like i think like you know our work process you know it's a boring part of like this episode but like i mean we really did want to share like what we do to get the work out here um but yeah like i think that you know Another question that I have for you, you know, just like for us, it's just like my question for us is like, you know, how far do we think we've come? Like, you know, like, you know, like how far honestly do we think we've come? Like, what can we do better? Like, you know, or like, you know, like did, did, did you get to like sort of like where you wanted to get to at this point in time, like reaching almost a year? Um, I think, I mean... I think we both, like I said, we went in with a very like over ambitious plan as most things like start out. I think it really helped us when we started out because like the first couple of episodes where it was just very trial and error, I think for both of us trying to figure out like how do we even sound. And I mean, I think it has like, I think we've both had a lot of growth. Like you were telling me about, you know, how like, taking a job interview is like easier because we've mm-hmm. been like working on like podcasting and how we sound and all of that and I think even for me like I remember like when we did our first recording I was like having a mini panic attack when we started I think I can still hear it on the recording when I listen to it because I was like breathing so hard because I was just so nervous about like what we were doing to coming to today where I feel like you know comfortable just like talking about myself on a random like podcast yeah I mean like even if no one listens to it it's fine like I mean and that's one of the big parts of it I think like you know like when we started I think no despite how ambitious the content map was like I think Mm -hmm. the one thing that we were very comfortable with starting out is that you know if no Maybe one listens, no to, one it, listens to it, if yeah. no one listens to it, it's fine. You know, like it's fine. Yeah, you know? we could I'm live like, with you know, it. We could live with it. We're just like you know, we're trying to create something, and honestly, like you know, it's nice to have it. You know, just there. Like you know, I we just wanted to have yeah, something and I there. Think we've already like you know, every time we receive a message on our like DM or like something where someone just like appreciates something, mm-hmm. that is like the biggest like you know like validation that yeah. neither of us even thought we would, we would like, get. get yeah and yeah, like, no, yeah i remember like the very first fan like sort of dm that we got <laughs> and we were just like oh my god oh my god look at this look at this look at this oh my yeah god, we oh were god. like we like followed bashing. her back we like followed her back immediately we we're like you're our first fan we're gonna like be friends yeah we were like gushing and, over this yeah. person and like even recently it was like a tiny mention i think we got on some like social media thing and it was like 
it feels huge because I think yeah. we never had that like goal that like oh like we're gonna become yeah. a big hit or become like internet celebrities yeah. or something yeah yeah no like I think that it was it's very fulfilling like whatever like one person two person whatever we get like it's very fulfilling and I think like I remember the first episode when we put it out after the end the end of the first week it had 12 listens <laughs> I think 11 we of were them were like- us one of them was a software um but we were like you know 12 listens exciting we're coming up <laughs> but like you know yeah. 11 of them were probably just us um but you know like it's been you know like pro- progress has been you know like you know i think you know like we like it has been slow and steady but like i'm just surprised that i'm constantly just um like amazed that we're even growing um but yeah, yeah like, i think, I it's, think really it's been big deal. amazing like we're about to finish our season we've like actually mm-hmm. gone more than like 50 percent into it i think there mm-hmm. were a lot of times where yeah. we were like oh we've haven't had an episode in so long can we even go back now but we i think we love it enough and we like yeah we keep coming back to it and i think like what has been really nice to like get through this is like all the people who keep listening to us and like i think it keeps motivating us to like come yeah just the fact that like hopefully each episode we get like maybe two extra people will listen to it is like such a big deal like and we appreciate like each and every listen yeah yeah and like it's been amazing to hear from you too like i think like if you know any of you want to reach out like we're always just happy to talk like you know and so like yeah like it'd be amazing to like get to hear yeah hear more feedback get more thoughts yeah absolutely yeah and like or if anyone wants to even come on and participate like hit us up like you know like yeah we would love to collaborate like we are we really want to open the space up but yeah like i think you know that's the thing like you know like i think we've been we kind of explained like what our process is just like how it's like at least like a minimum of like 15 20 hour a week commitment like you know it's, it's it is really like a part-time job like it really it is, definitely like, and it takes that yeah. energy mental energy content wise i feel like we could we could we always think about like oh do we want to transition to like an easier like route where we don't have to do all the research and everything and it's like yeah but like yeah, we really want to do we're like both this. like perfectionists yeah. about like <laughs> the kind of content we want to have yeah yeah like we really wanted to do this specifically and i think that that was the thing that like you know like I think we keep coming back because we have people who appreciate like, you know, what we envisioned and, you know, we want to keep putting that out. Like, you know, we want to keep creating work that we're satisfied with that, you know, we will hopefully like be good. Yeah. And I think just like a repository of like, you know, like hard learned lessons that hopefully mm. we can help people learn a little quicker yeah. than and we like, did. Yeah, and like we keep learning, <laughs> like throughout and it. We yeah. will keep learning, obviously. Yeah. We but yeah, are learning all of them. Yeah. yeah, and I think like the last sort of thing is like you know, like sometimes we get questions like, "Oh, do you have any advice for people like starting out?" Like, and I think like we're barely anyone's to like have advice, advice for that yeah. <laughs> Give because advice. we're just starting out too. we're just starting mm-hmm. out we're struggling to like you know figure it out figure out our workflow um but yeah like i think for people that are starting out um i would if i could start over i would want to estimate the marketing side of it like estimate the work of marketing a little more like because mm-hmm. i think i highly underestimate just the sort of like time commitment that marketing would take up and we're pretty bad at it um (laughs) just like marketing how much that plays in like social media just how being engaging and it is like such a big part of it i would think about that and honestly like you know i think the one advice that i would have is just you know think about who your audience is because like you don't really want to just keep talking without like you know knowing who you're talking at you know like and it's like i mean podcasting is a very narcissistic exercise ultimately (laughs) but like you you really do want to like still focus on like you know like you want to cater to your audience is like i think absolutely and i think Um, like the other thing is like if you're thinking about starting a podcast 
then like it's better if you do start it like go with it you know instead of letting it be something you're always like oh yeah i, I have an idea like try like bringing it to life you yeah, might just not start. know yeah like literally yeah just, just start, start and yeah. like try because yeah. i think that we took kept, us the longest time we, we kept we putting it off we talked about it for a year before we were just like you know what we're gonna buy a mic there's no going back if we buy a mic um, <laughs> so yeah like Buy a mic. <laughs> like, buy a mic, <laughs> buy some artwork. You can just, like, just yeah. start. Like, oh, just yeah, start. we do want to give, like, a quick shout-out. Like, one of the beginning parts of our process that helped bring everything to life was getting some amazing Instagram artists to, like, help, Absolutely. like, uh, they were, like, like... Give, bring our vision to sort of life. Um, and there's mm. at sweet P underscore illustrations. And, and then we had um imagine nashin um it's imagine nashin without the e so it's like i m a g i n a s h e e n both of them are amazing artists and you should definitely 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 follow them i think it's been amazing to have like that and like their also like uh, have their yeah. artwork on board and it was also amazing to collaborate with at radical at, at some point um and yeah like, that know, was a big highlight we loved like yeah. working with someone else yeah. as well and we and hope think, to like, do more of that yeah we hope to do well. more we want to go on other people's podcasts we want to like you know invite other people onto our podcast um i think going forward for this year our goal is really to like set up those like collaborative like foundations mm. um but yeah, no, that is sort of this episode. Like it got bigger than we anticipated. Like every episode ever. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, Again. this is this is our episode. Um, thank you all for joining us on this, you know, sort of special random episode of Sorry's on Screen. And you know, we hope to have a couple more of these. You know, every now and then, not a lot. I don't know how much you want to listen to us talk, but um, you know, we'll update you on our lives in progress and every blah blah blah. Um, maybe we should talk about some celebrity wedding um but you know and we'll be back in two weeks with our regularly scheduled programming and we're available anywhere that podcasts are platformed make sure to subscribe to us read us and drop us some feedback on our social media your support helps us immensely and we're so thankful for it yeah and definitely drop us recommendations for any movie that you would like for us to tackle on our deep dives and just anything in general like we're at sorry's on screen everywhere so yeah, see you next time. Bye.